Hello and welcome. Good news. Good news. It turns out I've got a brand new podcast for you today. Life is good. I am your affable Bible reading friend, Dan Parr, and this is the Lord of the Storm. We are steadily working our way through the New Testament one chapter at a time. Today, we are reading in Acts chapter 25. As you turn there now, I'll remind you that I am reading from my easy-to-understand-and-read EUR Bible. And if you just can't get enough of my voice, you can hear it as often as you'd like, as I've recorded the entire New Testament for your listening pleasure. You can pick that up on Amazon.com. Just search for Dan Parr. Let's go to the Lord in prayer for our reading. Father, as we come before you today, remind us of who you say we are and who you are. Help us to hear you speak, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 22. Brothers and fathers, listen to my defense, which I make to you now. When they heard him speaking in Hebrew, they grew even more quiet. He said, I am indeed a Jew, born of Tarsus, of Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, instructed according to the strict tradition of the law of our fathers, being zealous for God, even as you all are today. I persecuted members of the way to death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women, as the high priest and all the council of the elders can testify, as I received letters from them to present to the brothers, and I traveled to Damascus also to bring them to Jerusalem in chains to be punished. As I made my journey and came close to Damascus, about noon, suddenly a great light shone around me from the sky. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I answered, Who are you, Lord? He said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you persecute. Those who were with me also saw the light and were afraid, but they didn't understand the voice of him who spoke to me. I said, What shall I do, Lord? The Lord said to me, Arise, and go into Damascus. There you will be told about all things which are appointed for you to do. When I couldn't see because of the glory of that light, I was led to Damascus by the hands of those who were with me. A man named Ananias, a devout man according to the law, well respected by all the Jews who lived in Damascus, came to me, and standing by me, said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. Right away I looked up at him and could see. He said, The God of our fathers has appointed you to know his will and to see the righteous one, and to hear a voice from his mouth. For you will be a witness for him to all men of what you have seen and heard. Now why do you wait? Arise, be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. When I returned to Jerusalem, and while I prayed in the temple, I fell into a trance, and saw him, saying to me, Hurry and get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not receive testimony concerning me from you. I said, Lord, they themselves know that I am imprisoned and beat your believers in every synagogue. When the blood of your witness Stephen was shed, I was right there approving of his death and guarding the coats of those who killed him. He said to me, Leave, for I will send you out far from here to the Gentiles. They listened to him until he said that. Then they lifted up their voice and said, Rid the earth of this man, for he isn't fit to live. As they cried out, they threw off their coats and threw dust into the air. The officer commanded him to be brought inside the barracks and ordered that he be whipped and questioned to learn what crime the mob shouted against him. When they had tied him up with thongs, Paul asked the guards who stood by, Is it lawful for you to whip a Roman who has not been found guilty? When the guard heard it, he went to the commanding officer and told him, Be careful with what you are about to do, for this man is a Roman. The commanding officer came and asked him, Tell me, are you a Roman? He said, Yes. The commanding officer answered, It cost me a lot of money for my citizenship. Paul replied, But I was born a Roman. 
Immediately, those who were about to question him left, and the commanding officer was also afraid when he realized that he was a Roman because he had chained him. But the next day, desiring to know the truth about why he was accused by the Jews, he freed him from the chains and commanded the chief priests and all the Jewish leaders to come together and brought Paul down and set him before them. Yesterday, we read chapter 22, and it ended right as Paul was going to say something to the mob that was trying to kill him. It was a cliffhanger. Today, those Bible verser people, I've decided that's what they should be called, they do it to us again. Just as the commanding officer assembles the chief priests and the Jewish leaders and Paul to find out what is going on, the chapter ends. What did they say? What happens next? Why do I sound like Jerry Seinfeld? It's another cliffhanger. Thanks, Bible verser people. Okay, well, let's go over what stuck out to me during the reading before we just lose our minds. Paul starts off his speech to those who are trying to kill him by telling them, I am from here. This is my city. I studied under the best teachers you have. I was fervently against the Christians and put them in jail. In essence, I was just like you. Then he goes on to tell them his Damascus Road experience and transformation. And surprisingly, they keep quiet during this whole time and listen to him. Here, just a few minutes ago, they were trying to beat him to death. And now they're hanging on to his every word. That is until he tells them that God sent him to the Gentiles to preach. Then it is on again. They could not stand the thought that God would call the Gentiles to salvation. It didn't fit their beliefs. It wasn't what they were expecting, and they hated the idea that God would want to save them. So what's going on here? They wanted God exclusively for themselves. They wanted to be his chosen people alone. There was no room in their family for more. Somehow the thought of the Gentiles being saved made them lose their minds and they weren't going to stand for it. And it's easy for me to look down on them for that. Until the Holy Spirit reminds me of times when I thought somebody shouldn't be forgiven and saved. Like a divorced father who slit his baby's throat to get back at his wife a home invader who killed a father who was begging for his life, and others. Yes, what they did was awful, but they are no less deserving of God's grace and forgiveness than I am. What I have to remember is that I don't deserve to be saved either. I'm a sinner too. I've broken God's law and deserve to be punished, but yet, in His mercy, God forgives me too. The problem is, is that I'm measuring their sins to mine and thinking I'm more deserving of grace than they are, when really, what I need to do is measure my life to Christ and see how far off I am. When the mirror is held up in front of us and we see our own sins, we can then become a little more compassionate and realize that Jesus died for all of us. The same blood they need to cleanse their sins is the blood I also need to cleanse mine. So, that feels like a pretty good place to stop for the day. You good? I'm good. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, despite who we are, what we have done, how awful our sins are, you offer us your forgiveness. Thank you for your shed blood and the punishment you took for my sins and the sins of anyone else who turns to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for dropping by today and hanging out for a few minutes. Make sure you come back tomorrow so we can get the rest of the story after being left with another cliffhanger today. May God watch over you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. Till next time, thanks for listening. God bless.